Hello and welcome to Earth Calling. We're your hosts, Ed and Laszlo. Every week we bring you a fresh slice of online content, sorting through the likes, the memes, the insta-queens, the swipes, the scrolls, and the Twitter trolls. Together, we're laying down our 21st century digital legacy. So sit back, relax, and buckle in. This is Earth Calling. Welcome back to another episode. This week we are discussing the new kid on the block, the cool kid in the breakyard who's got the nicest packed lunch of all the kids in school. Breakyard? What is a breakyard? Break <laughs> no, I'm so curious. It's a prison yard. <laughs> it oh, sounds no. like these Gen Z critters are kind of jogging around in orange jumpsuits. But TikTok is the new kid on the block for sure. Exploded onto the scene last year in 2020 when everybody was hashtag locked down at home with very little to do except watch Tiger King and look at their phones. And this upstart app owned by ByteDance, the great Chinese media conglomerate, has exploded onto the scene and has stolen all of the hearts of everybody below the age of probably about 19. Um, I am very unfamiliar with it, but Laszlo, I believe you have done a bit of digging, a bit of research. Um, why don't you start with an expose Pretend, if you will, that I am a six-year-old. Actually, no, a six-year-old probably has TikTok. Pretend that I am an 86-year-old who's just had a COVID vaccine and I'm feeling younger than ever. Feeling hashtag grateful for the vaccine. Hashtag blessed, hashtag grateful. Getting applauded by the um, lines of nurses on either side of them as they are wheeled down. Yes. The, I mean, they're probably able-bodied. They're just told to get in this <laughs> bloody, bloody wheelchair for the photo op. It makes for a good op, doesn't it? I've walked every day for eight, five years, and now you're telling me to get in a fucking wheelchair? <laughs> Imagine I'm 86. I'm looking to get into TikTok. What's the deal? What is it? Yes, well, firstly, hello, Grandpa. <laughs> Would you like some tea... Uh, or some, I don't know, flapjacks. Uh, basically, Grandpa, TikTok is an app, and an app is a thing that people use. <laughs> I know what a goddamn application is, boy! Well, Grandpa, um, and despite the fact that, you know, we, we do bridge this gap between you being American and me being British very, very well in our family, and that's no issue... I sorry. I thought I'd explain very clearly from the first uh, instance what an app is, just to really set the scene. Look, young Laszlo, I've been skyping your mother, my ex-wife Juliet, for the past five years. Wait, hang on, hang on. So, <laughs> my mother is your ex-wife. Sorry, your grandmother. <laughs> I would, I would have no such thing. <laughs> Right. Just explain the goddamn application, boy. TikTok is an app where you watch very short videos one after another. In other words, it's an endless scroll. And you know, you remember what you remember what scrolling is, Grandpa? I taught you that like last Tetris? year. Like Tetris? Tetris <laughs> is a scroller, is it? 
Tetris is, is sort of good. Well done, Grandpa. Tetris is a form of, of a scroller. But TikTok is, you know, you swipe up after each video and it takes you to a new video. And the videos are very short. Like Tinder. You swipe left, you swipe right. <laughs> well, I bloody well hope you're not doing any swiping, Grandpa, <laughs> on Tinder. But yes, um, you're really getting the hang of this. Uh, it, you do know a lot more than most 86-year-olds, I'll give you that. Um Essentially, yes, it's a swiping app where you watch a 10 second clip and it takes you to the next one. But so, okay, fine. So um, <laughs> my southern roots will disappear for a minute. <laughs> so the you, you watch a video and then you see another video immediately by just swiping up. Am I following these people that I'm being shown the videos of? What are the videos of? Like, Great question. So TikTok's onboarding, i.e. how you actually get into this flow. Let's call that swiping thing a flow. It's very, very simple. It just asks you to pick a couple of interests. And then as soon as you've done that, you just are thrown into this video feed. It occupies the whole screen. You see your first ever video. You don't follow anyone to start off with. So interest-wise, we're thinking World War II. Um, <laughs> exactly. We're thinking Cuban yeah. Missile Crisis. Smoke, smoke grenades. War. Smoke grenades, fire cigars, grenades. fine whiskeys. Is that exactly. the kind of thing I could look at? Brisket. What yeah. what yeah. are the categories? I mean, it could be and it could be holiday travel. It's so banal and so ultimately so meaningless because of what I'll tell you later. But basically, you just say I'm interested in dancing, I'm interested in cuisine, and I'm interested in sports, and then and then it shows me videos based on that, which are from anybody on the planet that have been viewed by people who are also interested in that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, basically, but. The, the key thing is to actually point out that TikTok is an app that learns about you the more you use it. So we all know about this kind of modern trend of social networks learning more about us in order to advertise to us. So think of it in that way. TikTok, the more you use it, the more it learns about what kind of content you like. So I just got onto the feed, let's say, and there happens to be a, a video of a really cool football goal. I'm like, oh, that was a cool football goal. And the longer I spend watching that football goal, the more TikTok knows I like it. So TikTok adjusts its feed based on the, the, the videos I watch, basically. You know, we're all familiar with the scenario where you've gone online, you've looked up a flight to Paris, perhaps. Well, you probably wouldn't fly to Paris, you'd probably take the Eurostar, but... but uh, You've looked up a, a flight to Paris, and before you know it, you're getting bombarded on Instagram by flights to Paris. So yeah, so TikTok is basically using this kind of mumbo jumbo, scary, algorithmy stuff to understand what Laszlo likes, what Ed mm -hmm. likes, and then feeding it, mainlining it to us um, in these 15-second videos, uh, short form. Exactly. And so what, what's interesting there, and not to go on to too much of a, of a serious tangent, but TikTok has essentially then removed the social element of the feed. And, you know, when you look at something like Facebook or Instagram, you're only looking really at the content that you've decided to be shown uh, by people that you like. Or, you know, in the case of Facebook, your friends, in the case of Instagram, the people that you follow, uh, but you've elected to see that content with the exception of the ads. Whereas with TikTok, it seems, um, if I understand correctly, that you basically just get fed whatever people who are like you like to watch. Is that right? Exactly. In a way, that's amazing because that 
opens up this whole new crazy world where, you know, my friend Sarah, her lovely patchwork quilt that she's knitted over the holidays is obviously interesting and, and fair play to you, Sarah. But it's not <laughs> as interesting as the most interesting thing on the planet that is relevant to somebody like me who, you know, is interested in God knows what. Yeah. But I mean, the problem is that you use the word interesting <laughs> quite lightly uh, because <laughs> the, the, the content that floats to the top of TikTok, i.e. the content that humans are most uh, into at any given time is unfortunately not, oh, um, here's 10 seconds of Jean-Paul Sartre's uh, incisive commentary on the modern condition <laughs> of man. Unfortunately, what you see by default when you lock onto TikTok is basically attractive women doing dances where they... Uh, wearing quite tight leggings. That's just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. I mean, you know, you say that, uh, and I think the word I should have used was engaging rather than interesting. Yes. Uh, because yes. that's what it's looking for. It's looking for hashtag engagement. And, you know, the fact that it has served you that sort of content, attractive women wearing very oh. little, is perhaps indicative of, of what you need, Laszlo, and that's <laughs> absolutely fine. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, you know. But I must add that what I'm talking about is the algorithm pre-training. So there's this big term in social media networks, which is how you train an algorithm, particularly in TikTok, how you train the TikTok algorithm to give you content that is actually uh, worthy of your attention. So the longer I spent on TikTok, the l less of these videos I promise I saw. <laughs> sure, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and let's, uh, let's and now, now I've got one. attractive men in leggings. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, because uh, really TikTok learns about you the more you watch. So now I rather depressingly have just got basically exclusively videos on people making various dishes predominantly made with meat which is quite confusing because i'm a vegetarian but i think i'm quite fascinated by but i yes pescatarian i eat fish um but i think i'm still quite obsessed with the process of cooking <laughs> meat um so grandpa tom did you download the app well as a matter of fact i did laszlo um <laughs> No, but for the benefit, of course, of our of our dear listeners, I did, in fact, download TikTok about a week ago. And in doing so, I broke a rule that I set myself last year because there was a particularly dark period about a year ago in March 2020 when I had March, very little March to do. March 2020? Let me tell you a story about March 2020, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've seen things, kid. What have you seen? Well, I saw the inside of my apartment for three months straight. I saw a lot of banana bread. Yes, a lot of banana bread, a lot of sourdough. But in those dark, dark days of lockdown 1.0, I had very little to do beyond watch Tiger King. And I contemplated downloading TikTok, but I then realised that that would probably be the end of me because a, a, a secret that is probably not known to many of our listeners is that I'm a big YouTube fan. So I do I do enjoy my YouTube and I view it as a bit of a vice because when I look at my iPhone statistics at the end of a week, I'm like, wow, how can you actually spend seven hours on YouTube? Or Oh my God. Well, probably you're more actually. Seven, you're spending seven plus hours on you, on your phone. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of, uh, it's an hour a day, more, more than an hour a day quite often. And that is enough to get you from 
London to the Middle East on a plane. Um, not the yeah. right analogy, I feel. Not, <laughs> quite, not quite. I'm wondering. I'm wondering <laughs> if this is. That, so what's that in <laughs> I mean, meters? Um, yeah, you have to. I think you have to present a scenario which people can relate to. <laughs> people want to do seven hours is two extended version lord of the rings films back to back there we go that is you've got me frothing at the mouth the hobbits are going to isengard and legolas is sliding down the uh, the helm's deep kind of thing that. on his on his little on skateboard, his skateboard. Yeah. we bloody love that extended version he does a little sort of backflip off it really no <laughs> <laughs> We we digress, but I did download it uh, all in the name of research. Broke my New Year's resolution, and for the benefit of our of our dear listeners, and I, I noticed when I downloaded it that I had to type in my age, which initially you know was a bit confronting because I was aware that as a twenty nine year old I would be probably a good 10 years older than the average user, if not more. And it's weird when you have to scroll up like that to sort of like get back to your age. Like, I don't know if you ever find that, but when I'm on these <laughs> websites and you put in your details, I'm just like, Jesus, 1991. I, I, like I, there was a time I, when that was not I that know, long ago. I know, like, I know. Shit. I remember the days where it was a quick, you know, yeah, up and down scroll. Flick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> setting, you, you know, setting up Facebook account, done, boom. Yeah, easy. I'm just about legal to get on this platform. Therefore, yeah. I flick back one yeah. little click and I'm on there. Uh-huh. But uh, imagine in you know, 20, 30 years' time, we would get sort of arthritis from flicking it back. But It's even so worse, I... just quickly, on, on the calendars which have that horizontal clicking where you've got to click left through yeah. the months to get there. And, you know, it's just humiliating how many times you've got to click. But so I had to type in my age. And then, as you say, I had to choose my interests. And I think that the interests were also indicative of the sort of content and the sort of demographic that the platform appeals to. Sorry. So I think the the interests you could choose were things like comedy, animals, sports, gaming, beauty and style, travel, art, talent, quite an sort of open, <laughs> open category. Daily life, food, fashion accessories, tech, pop culture, life hacks and DIY, and oddly satisfying. Yes. Um, And I look at that and I just thought, you know, life hacks and DIY and oddly satisfying. It's like, are those really beating out kind of politics, religion, you know, the economy? I mean, I sound like a real square here, but I was like, you know, when you go into a bookshop and you look for the different categories, or you're on Amazon and you're looking in the book category, you don't see those... those. No. No, you don't... Yeah, you don't see Baudelaire's book, Oddly Satisfaction d'Odd. Yeah, exactly. Oddly Satisfying. Charles Baudelaire has written an amazing poem on how to watch... A tube of toothpaste with somebody <laughs> squeezing it a little bit hard, but just in the right way for the toothpaste to get onto the toothbrush. And then the sound of the man brushing his teeth is just excellent. Quoi. And of um, course, no, and of course, on the Russian Isle, you have Dostoevsky who wrote a series of short stories dedicated to ASMR. <laughs> Very niche, yes. Audio sensory, what is it? Me- something? something straight. It's basically where people 
have a have incredibly high resolution microphones and they perform little everyday activities close up or whisper into the microphone and it's very therapeutic mm. and oddly satisfying but so you know i was surprised to see some of the heavier hitters absent from the content selection but perhaps i shouldn't have been and i dived in with uh with gusto and initially Who's you're right gusto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, initially you're right i also came across lots of random girls basically um and i was really i was just like this is crap basically that was my initial response i was like this algorithm has been hyped so much and it's not even that great it was just lots of girls going oh my god look what my boyfriend did if i did this prank on him and like then the boyfriend's there and it's okay well this is probably set up and you're both 16 so what am i even doing here um (laughs) but then dear listeners i um saw a video of a monkey (laughs) running across a room and he has an owner and the owner's like hey george george and the monkey (laughs) runs across and he's wearing little shorts and he gets given a little package and he opens it up and it's you know, these little zippers, and I thought, you know, this reminds me of George, the monkey from the children's books. Was it the Mischievous George or Mysterious George or something? And I thought, wow, we're onto something, because monkeys are a little bit of a weakness for me, and George was <laughs> incredibly cool, and... I then thought, yes, how can I sort of be like, yeah, I like this. So I liked it and I sort of watched it a few times to be like, you know, you should get the hang of this. But then I went through a lot more content and it was still a bit ropey, still lots of weird couples doing stupid pranks on each other. And then I came across some cats doing the cha-cha slide. And I thought, okay, okay, it's starting to get to know me. There's a, you know, it's like, boof, just don't know, y'all. Slide to the right, <laughs> slide to the left. Yeah, and I was like, crisscross, can they do that? Yes, they can. I'm getting the impression that our TikToks are quite different <laughs> <laughs> because I don't see any animals doing fun dances. I just see a guy pan frying a rump steak. <laughs> Mate, you are you are a very reluctant pescatarian, clearly. Like I love the fact that TikTok has outed you as a massive carnivore that by dint of his extremely overdeveloped cerebral cortex and general kind of angst has decided to become a pescatarian. So I've got a, a question for you. Do you know who Charlie D'Amelio is? Yes, I do. Explain and... to our dear listeners who Charlie D'Amelio is. Okay, so Charlie D'Amelio, is it D'Amelio or D'Amelio? De- we'll call it Charlie D'Amelio. She is the queen of TikTok. Yes. We should probably call her princess. I think she's probably about 16 or 17. And Charlie is from Norwalk, Connecticut, which is not far from where I used to live. Um, oh my god! Not that that's important or anything. Okay, relax. <laughs> it's like okay. it's kind of like a bit important. It's that. kind of cool, but uh, yeah, not a biggie. Kind of cool. I've been to the Norwalk Mall. Um, <laughs> anyway, so god, Charlie really? is a. Connecticut teen. Yeah, I mean, I went to the Norwalk Mall probably ten years ago. <laughs> okay, more, okay, okay. Actually, more fifteen years ago. Christ. Um, when Charlie was was. Do the math. One. 
one if she's 16. Yeah. yeah. Charlie is a TikTok teen and she is known for having 100 million followers. And, you know, what does she do, you might ask? Does she deliver extremely interesting content about where the world is going and how to cope with an extremely fast-moving, fast-paced, ever-changing environment? No, uh, actually, she does 15-second dance clips to lots of great songs. And Mm -hmm. fair play to her, because she's got 100 million followers. She's making a lot of money. And, yeah, I've watched some of the vids. She's pretty cool. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. So the D'Amelio family, just to further what you're saying, have basically become the royalty of TikTok, like you said. So it's not just Charlie. Her sister, Dixie D'Amelio, also has a massive following and she's now trying to make it as a musician in her own right. And her parents also have their separate TikTok accounts. And then just if that wasn't enough, the whole family has got a D'Amelio family TikTok account. So I think between them, they probably rack up at least 250 million subscribers, which is an Mm. absurd amount of people. I mean, so anyway, they have totally overridden TikTok. But what's interesting, like you're saying, is that it's, it's just videos of her dancing. So it's very puzzling to try and understand how, how that became so vastly popular. I think she's basically an icon for that generation. Sure. I mean, also, she's a very good dancer. I mean, I confess to having learnt the Carol Baskin dance, <laughs> which Charlie has done. Carol Baskin killed her husband whacked him are you familiar with the i mean i am but yeah. but you know it's based of course on the on the, on the song savage yeah i'm a savage bougie ratchet handsome i'm a savage classy and bougie ratchet that's yeah. it yeah and that, yeah. that that's the the video that really became a massive hit the i mean the the dance the savage mm. But I can sort of get it because if you're if you are of that age and you're locked down at home with nothing to do, you know, I I, I kind of get why she has propelled to such astronomical fame. But Laszlo, one question I have is that you read a lot about being hashtag TikTok famous, and we're familiar with the Demelio family and Charlie Demelio, who's got 100 million followers. How how does one actually become TikTok famous? I mean, are you Laszlo TikTok famous? <laughs> well, I mean, if I was TikTok famous, I suddenly wouldn't be recording this bloody podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'd be doing you'd be doing a sponsored ad. You'd be doing a, an ad for uh, God knows which. I'd brand be would doing a you. I'd be doing a sp- a sponsored TikTok dance promoting the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be doing I'd be doing the I'm a chess player mm. checkmate stalemate ended back to what, how I tried to be hashtag TikTok famous I of course decided and again we need to rewind the clocks to March 2020 March 2020 let me tell you we're going to rewind the clocks because obviously in lockdown I was looking for different ways to dwindle down those long hours and I downloaded TikTok. So I downloaded the app, the Godforsaken app, I'm calling it because as I've told you, I have now deleted this app. And I set about trying to basically create a viral video. Now, how do you create a viral video? Well, one of the most empowering things about the platform is that anyone has the opportunity to create a viral video because every single bit of content you, you release has a guaranteed audience. You are 
definitely getting 100 people to watch your video. This is how TikTok understands whether or not to push out that video to more people. So basically, you have to go through this big filter of getting TikTok to believe that your video is good enough to show to 1,000 people after getting to 100. And then if, based on the metrics of the 1,000 people, if it's good enough then, so on and so forth until gradually it's exposed to a huge amount of people. So they so kind of do like a bit of a dry run. They'll be like, you know, 100 randomers, what do you think of Laszlo? And they'll be like... 100%. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. didn't quite get his thesis on chess barbecuing, but I'm <laughs> willing to hear him out. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I began experimenting, began creating some v- stupid videos with various different comic kind of premises. Okay, so this is a bit of a revelation. So I, I know Laszlo pretty well. I had no idea that he was a secret <laughs> TikToker. Um, but Laszlo, talk us through what on earth it was that you were producing. What kind of hashtag content are we talking here? Oh, it was, it was hashtag cringe as hell. I mean, actually, you know what? One of the ones that got a bit of traction and I think maybe got me 4,000 views was a video where I did my favorite accent of all, which is the notorious American person trying to do British accent. Uh. Which I just thought is a crowd favorite. You know, people are going to go mental for this kind of, hello there, mate, I'm American and I'm trying to do a British accent. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but okay, so we, so you, you were, hello, how are you, John Terry? I like to be British, <laughs> yeah. but how, but how did thing... that actually talk me through? Did you, yeah. was that just you talking to the camera? Did you have a, um, a caption? Because I noticed a lot of these videos yes. that I watched had captions on it. Yes, yes, so captions are very important. So I did have a caption. My caption was how Americans think British people speak. And then the whole video was me just doing that accent. So, oh, you know, yeah. oh, I caption just... my caption. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kiss me, Harold. What's the line? <laughs> I don't know why I went to Nel- Admiral Nelson after that. Anyway, Kismet Hardy. Um, Destiny that's Hardy. It. That's it. So that was one of my moderately successful one. My most successful how many, video, Sorry, how many views did it get? That got around 4,000. That's quite a lot. It's not bad. It's not bad. My, my most successful video was uh, it got 40,000 views. And this one was very banal. It wasn't even funny. I didn't try to be funny. It was me just saying which of these languages is my native one in five different languages. And of course, people, I think it became successful because people just watched it to the... <laughs> I can see Ed's face, by the way, on the, on the camera. Oh, and he just looks like, God. stop it, you bragging what little prick. What a flex. What a hashtag That's not a flex. Brag. You asked me what content I made. What a hashtag humble brag. Yeah, okay, well, uh, hey, everybody, <laughs> why don't you just uh, guess which of these 17 languages is my <laughs> native tongue? Okay, by the well, way... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, um, if it makes you feel better... Some of the top-rated comments, because there are around 500 comments on this, were people saying, definitely not French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. That one got around 75 likes. Yeah, and then, well, <laughs> and then other people, other people going like, no, in a, in a Spanish, he has a bit of an accent. I think no Spanish. Oh. And so my, my self-esteem took quite a big of a hitting. Quite a big of a hitting, yeah. I mean, a, a, a um, I, I'm also I'm also concerned because there were probably English people watching it going, "Well, he's not English either." <laughs> well, that's genuinely what happened. People actually commented saying, "No, his his English doesn't sound quite w- native enough." Were you reading out? Were you reading out the same sentence in all the languages, or how did it yes. work? Yes. So it was literally, 
I went to the theatre in my Wellington boots. No, no, it was... It was which of these languages was my native one? C'est quoi ma langue maternelle? Quel de ces idiomas est ma langue materne? And stuff like that. So, yeah. He's off. He's off. He's got his head in his hands. He's pinching that odd space between your eyebrows. What's that space called, by the way? The nape of your nose, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the nape of your neck, but maybe it's the... Um, for me, it's the, the the glasses support. Old man's bridge. Okay, fine. But you got 40,000 views on TikTok. And I think um, as, a, as a duty of service to our listeners, we should include the link to your TikTok account um, in the show notes. So we will do that. Yeah. And if you want to yeah. watch this video... If, Lazo speaking in all five of the languages that he speaks. Um, do have a look below. Lucky you. Yep. Please, please don't look. Actually, please don't look. Firstly, that would require you downloading the app, and I really don't want you, my listener, to download the app because you will become addicted. You will. Our Save demographic yourself. have already got TikTok. They're listening to all this going, come on, you know. Come what are on. these guys talking about? Yeah. Bloody hell. I will just say one last thing, which is that my last ditch attempt, and I think it's one of my last videos that I posted to go viral, was, and I was, I was 100% sure this was would go viral. I decided to reveal. You ate a bat in a Chinese market, or. <laughs> Funnily enough, I one of my videos was related to this. I wistfully said, "Sometimes I wish I was COVID nineteen." Then all I'd have to do is visit a seafood market in China and I'd go viral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's funny. That's genuinely funny. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It, it wasn't, you know, I think that probably got 800 views. But anyway, so this last ditch attempt to go viral, I was like, this is going to work. I chose the oddest thing that I can do with my body. And don't worry, it's nothing oh, that gross. God. And I decided to, I decided to film it. And oh. I, I, I filmed it with the, with the preface. With how, the preface. Low, how low did you stoop during this 30-day period? I didn't there? get I mean, naked. I didn't get naked. That would have been that would have come next. I filmed a video of myself tucking my ear into my that kind of hot your ear hole, which is one of my special talents. Um I'm actually what's, gonna show you. What's that Edward. called, by the way? That that uh, is that the um I don't know, the the nape of the ear, is it? <laughs> The ear so, canal. I'm showing Ed live on camera what that looks like. That's pretty weird, mate. Yeah. And then it, look, it looks, you, it looks you like you a smile sort of, and then you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh, and then you <laughs> popped it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it looks like a cauliflower. I think that, sadly, that's all we've got time for this week. If we cast our eyes back over the past 10 weeks, I get the sense that we have hopefully added a good sense of 21st century and indeed 20th century online culture and content to our time capsule for our beloved spacefaring nations. Dare I say we might have to increase the capacity of the hard drive we chose unwise i think to go for 100 gigabytes when edward i told you there was a perfectly well priced terabyte hard drive just <laughs> next door but very good um yeah exactly well so we are but but don't forget that we're burying this in a doomsday bunker where we can probably 
slip in a few hard drives if required. But along the way, we have, in fact, generated our own content, which we hope you've enjoyed. As ever, please do download us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and give us a follow on our Instagram account, which is earth underscore calling underscore pod. Send us a voice note if you fancy. Yes, and join us next week for an evening of Netflix and chill. Oi, oi. <laughs> where we will be discussing the immensely popular online streaming platform and what the bloody hell happened to videos, DVDs, and a good old-fashioned pick-and-mix at Blockbuster. See you then. Earth out. Mm-hmm.